Hey, welcome to NFT. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy. Uh, impromptu episode. Uh, Going to talk to you about sort of where I see NBA Top Shot right now. Uh, there's plenty of opinions, so I figure why not add one more? And this is, to be honest, this is really less about my opinion. Uh, I am happy to share mine on why I collect Top Shot, but more about sort of the state of affairs currently. And uh, I spent some time digging deep into an interview that Roham had conducted. Roham is the CEO of Dapper Labs, the parent company of NBA Top Shot. And uh, this is on the founder, Founders Hour. And um, there are some three big takeaways that I want to share with you that I think are pertinent to sort of where we are right now. And and a a bunch of things sort of clicked with me when I listened to this episode. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to jump into it where I am my own guest. And I rap to you about my takeaways from this Roham interview with the Founders Hour. Stay right here. We'll be right back. This episode of NFTeach presented by Packrip Media is brought to you by Aspen. Aspen is a new NFT trading platform focused on you, the collector. The entire experience on Aspen is aimed at giving collectors a frictionless and easy way to execute trades of either crypto and NFTs for other NFTs or straight up NFT swaps. Whatever you want to do, Aspen is the place to call home for these types of transactions. For more information, check out Aspen on Twitter at twitter.com slash AspenFT. Again, that is at AspenFT. Let's get back to the program. Well, before we get started, I want to shout out my good friend Juan. He is at Ginobilisaurus. I'll put him in the show notes, who shared with me this interview with Roham of Dapper Labs on the Founder Hour. And the, the episode is titled Roham, How Dapper Labs Pioneered the NFT Movement. And it was really interesting to get to know Roham a bit more personally. I haven't listened to any sort of like profile interviews that he's done before. Uh, I have begged to get him on NFT, and I'm sure that I will at some point. Um, but first part of the, the interview really talked about his childhood. Uh, coincidentally, he grew up in Dubai, uh, originally Iranian, moved, uh, his parents moved for work and for him to get uh, access to a, a better education. Um, and and yeah, after talking through his childhood and sort of college, there's a good chunk of the interview. Uh, and again, this uh, I put the link to this podcast in the in the show notes where he spoke about Dapper and NFTs at large. And I was struck by some of the things he said, and it really helped me zoom out both on Top Shot and in NFTs in general a bit from some of the comments that he made in this interview. So I have some takeaways that I'm going to share with you and I'm going to wrap on. Um, and, and, you know, this is... Uh, Again, not really about my personal opinion on Top Shot or why I think you should or shouldn't collect. Um, there's been a lot of conversation on Twitter with people sort of opining that they're out and they're done. And that's cool. Do you? Um, but I, I want to take some of the, the kind of key points that came away from this interview with Roham and, and share them with you. The first takeaway is that Dapper wants to get as many wallets as possible on Top Shot slash Flow. Now, that sounds pretty obvious, but I really want to think and unpack why. One, the ease of use, uh, and I talked about this all the way back in episode one, Top Shot is an easy way for collectors to get started with their NFT collection. There's less barriers to entry. You don't need to have a MetaMask wallet. You don't need to go to a crypto exchange. You can use your debit card, your credit card, and you can start purchasing right away. 
Even the Google integration with sign-on with Dapper, the two-factor authorization to make sure that it's really you, even though you can find that annoying, you got to appreciate that there's an extra level of security. But I think the big thing is that a centralized marketplace is less vulnerable to scams and shady business. And, you know, like simply put, the goal, what came out in this episode to me, this interview that he conducted or was conducted with him, was that more users are the goal. And we've heard this now. And I think it's totally fair to say, like, I don't think their strategy has been super effective for increasing the number of users on the platform. But I think that, you know, he really wants to get more users. And he really wants to get more users because he really wants this to be the currency of fandom. And we'll get into some of my other takeaways a bit later for what that means and what that doesn't mean. And another big thing that came out of this interview with, this is one of my key takeaways, but sort of tied to this first one of Dapper wanting to get as many people as possible on Top Shot and Flow is that it, it, there's a safety and security component to this. I don't have to worry about the NBA rug pulling me on NBA Top Shot. They're not going to disappear in the middle of the night. And, you know, I, I think that part of the tension in the, the Top Shot world right now um, is, is about goals and what people are, were in Top Shot for versus what they're in Top Shot for now. Uh, and, and, you know, there are options for you to collect if you want. I've mentioned on this podcast a, a million times that I am more risk averse. Top Shot's a, a safer play. Now, is it going to 100x on me? Probably not. But it's a safe play. It's a safe place for me to collect. And I know that, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to overextend myself. I'll buy the dips. I'll be patient in terms of getting what I want. But for me, my goals are not to necessarily profit, my goals are I am banking on the in real life utility coming from being a team set collector. That is my goal. If my goal were to make as much money as possible, Top Shot would not be the place I would go. If the, It's about where to go to make the most money. I think OpenSea is clearly the, the best place to go for that. The more traditional Ethereum-based NFTs are the way to do that. I think for me, though, what I want to raise is the, that open sea, um, literally open sea, is, is fraught with challenges, scams, security issues, rug pulls, gas fees, you know, all of the things that make it give you. There are all these aspects that you can get, you know, you could be. You could have the next board ape in your wallet, but at the same time, you could also be victim to rug pulls. You can get scammed, lose all your assets. There's a lot of friction there and there's a lot of risk there. So if you want to make lots of money, the best place to go do that, if you're looking for NFTs, is not with NBA Top Shot. I fully believe that that is, that is what Top Shot also believes, but that's also what Top Shot wants, which is going to get to my second takeaway from this interview with Roham, which is that th that boom that happened in February... That February explosion where all of us came in and the values were crazy and things were selling left, right, up, down, and center for extreme prices, that that is more of an example of correlation than causation. Let me explain. The biggest night for pizza sales in the United States is Wednesday evening. Survivor, the TV show, airs weekly on Wednesday night. You would think it would be silly for me to say that there are more pizza sales on Wednesday because Survivor airs on Wednesday night.
This is an example of a causal relationship that doesn't make sense. And I think that it's much more of a correlative effect. That boom happened. This is all my take. That boom in February happened. And I don't necessarily think that that's what Topshot wanted to have happen because while it did attract new users, I don't think it attracted the new users they necessarily were banking on to grow Topshot the way they wanted to grow it, which is, again, as the currency of fandom. I think it attracted a lot of non-NBA fans to the platform. And these people were super invested. And maybe they became bigger basketball fans because of their bags, but it wasn't necessarily like they didn't come in because they were a huge fan of a player or the sport or sports or the team. They came in because um, they were hoping to make some money. Again, nothing wrong with that. But my belief, my take, is that that actually is not what Top Shot wanted to happen. And, you know, there's several parts uh, in this interview where Roham mentions that the price, because the host asks, like, how do you, you know, what do you think about pricing in the market? And, and Roham says, you know, price is really established by as few as two people. It takes two people to determine what price of a specific NFT piece of digital property is. And I think that to grow the amount of new users, which is the goal. The goal, again, if we go back to takeaway one, Dapper wants to get as many people as possible onto Top Shot slash Flow. If the goal is to get as many people on as you can, you do actually need floor moments that you can get people in the door, start their collection for a cheap you know, cheaper amount of money. And maybe when showcase challenges happens and they're holding some of these, they can start to flip their way up and get some rare moments or then eventually get a legendary moment. But I, I think that again, the goal for them is to get, you know, as many people as possible to have a wallet. And, you know, one of the, the things that Rohan brings up and I think is interesting to consider is that if you think about OpenSea and you think about approximately 200,000 users on OpenSea, and we probably would say that a good chunk of those people have hot and cold wallets, have multiple hot wallets, that you're, you know, maybe you're looking at 125,000 people. So when you think about, again, how damn early we are in this process, that there's only 125,000 people roughly globally on the NFT side. On the Top Shot side, you have however many others. Again, this is very, very, very early. So, so few people are actually collecting and in the space at this point. I think we lose track of that because our bubbles are really intense in the, in the Twitterverse on in the NFT space. We think that everyone's doing this. And I think we often forget that not everyone is doing this. In fact, a very, very, very small fraction of a fraction of a fraction of people even know that this thing exists still. When I try to explain to someone what I'm doing for my new work, very rarely do they get what the hell I'm talking about. And I think that that is just another example. Like in Roham talks about the fact that, that, you know, there, there aren't really that many users in the NFT space in general yet, which is, which is an, it, something to keep in mind. My last takeaway, which is that the $9 pack more, matters more to NBA Top Shot than the floor for the 60K Series 3 moments. What do I mean by that? Uh, Roham's asked in this interview, what's the best way to get started with NFTs? And his answer is to get three NFTs for $9 with a pack on NBA Top Shot. Again, why? Fiat, you can use your debit card. 
security. You don't have to worry about getting scammed or losing your keys. Uh, So getting people in the door with a pack, having them begin their NFT experience for $9 with something that's potentially very valuable. Um, You could, you know, win the serial lottery on a moment and or get a jersey number, or you could start your team collection or whatever, that that means more to them. And then when you sort of zoom out, then what does that mean for your whale collectors who came in, you know, series one or who, you know, series one whales that came in are, are probably their bags are so strong still, it doesn't really matter. It's not growing, but, you know, they, they can still do really well. But your series two people who came in and did really well, I, I think that really it means if you don't like basketball, you should probably move on to, to the other larger NFT world. Because if your goal is to make money, I don't think Top Shot's a good place to do it. Now, if your collector score high is high and you are able to get a, a legendary pack, maybe you can do something, but the odds aren't great for that. And we know that uh, as someone who sat in a queue for legendary packs and not gotten them. So I think that if non-basketball people are leaving the platform, it's okay. If basketball people who want to make a lot of money are leaving the platform, also okay. I think in the end, the big picture goal for Roham with Flow, with Dapper, is to get, again, as many human beings with crypto wallets, with NFT wallets, with Blockto wallets as possible. And that goal may not necessarily line up with your goal. And that is the friction right now. If your goal is is not about collecting NBA fandom and your goal is is not about utility in real life or um, being part of a community, you know, I think that is what Top Shot's clearly espoused goals are. And I think that that friction should push you to make a decision. Either you want in or you want out. And if you want out, cool. There are places to go where you can chase that exhilarating 10x, 20x, 100x. That Those places exist. We know it's called Ethereum. And it's there for you. And there's a lot of people participating. I guess in the grand scheme of things, not that many, but it, that community is there. But if you're expecting Top Shot to remain the, the February boomer, I'm just, I, I, I feel like in listening to this interview, I suggest you listen to this interview. I don't think that's what their goal is. And I don't think they've ever said their goal is to get people rich. But I, when you listen to this, you see the bigger picture. It's about, uh, it's about like a, a depth of getting as many human beings with block to wallets as possible. And I think that that goal does not, align with making people the most money they can possibly make off of top shot and so i think um you know i i hope you enjoyed this um you know for me this is not really as much about like do i think you should collect top shot or not i'm happy to if you want to dm me and ask tell me what your goals are i can tell you if i think it's a good idea or not um, but I just think that this episode on the Founder Hour is a really great listen to sort of one humanize Roham a little bit, and also on the same time, at the same time, sort of understand what the goal is with Top Shot. 
Uh, I know already it's going to be like, oh, the, the, you know, these pack rate media guys are top shot fanboys. Uh, there's going to be that sort of reaction to this and that's fine. Um, this is again, not about my belief. This is about what I took away from Roham's statements, um, not only through his AMA, which I, I did a live tweet uh, stream for, but but also from this episode of the Founder Hour. And again, listen to it for yourself, make up your own mind and your own judgments. But a lot of, you know, I think we get so stuck in the bubble that zooming out and um, my good friend, Steve Banbury shared with me um, uh, a a post today. It was a video on YouTube sort of talking about this crypto dip and sort of like wrapping your head around like, are you playing a one hour game, a one week game, a one month game, a one year game, or a one lifetime game? Like what, like, what are you trying to do? If you're trying to win in an hour, that is a really tough game to play. And yeah, you should feel pretty upset about that. But you know, for me personally, I'm not trying to win in an hour. Uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to stack some things that I want. Uh, whether it's cryptocurrencies or whether it's top shot moments because the market is down. So this is an opportunity to, to those who believe rather than a sort of disaster for those who don't. But again, um, thanks for listening. Uh, short episode, but I just wanted to get this one out there as soon as possible because uh, I was really interested in what Roham had to say uh, on this podcast. Everything's in the show notes. We'll have more episodes of NFT coming your way. I'll be speaking with uh, Taylor and Greg, who have a really great project from uh, the, the guys from The Plunge In. Um, they've been working on something really, really interesting, and I'm really excited to share that with you. I'm going to be interviewing them Sunday night. So for now, it's Dr. Jeremy signing off, saying take care of yourselves and each other. Talk to you soon. Goodbye.